Ready for the war? You know, sounded like you mean it. Ready for the war? No, I don't like that response. Ready for the war? All right, oh, somebody says, leave them. I say, our Father, in the name of your Son Jesus, we receive revelation that is found in Christ. There's no confusion, there's no contradictions in this atmosphere. We behold you as we see ourselves in you. Your name alone is glorified. And we are edified. Amen. No, not sound like you mean it. Amen. No, amen. All right, cool. How faith confession works. Let's continue our series on that. How faith confession works. We started our series last week. How faith confession works. You see in Hebrews 4, verse 14, it says, Let us hold fast to our profession. Uh, look at Hebrews 4 quickly. I don't know if you are glad to be in service this morning. You know, sounding like you mean it. Say, so seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed on to the heavens, Jesus, Son of God, let us hold fast to our profession. And we studied this last week. We said that profession means the confession, right? So you see in Hebrews 10, verse 23. Hebrews 10, 23. It says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith. It says, without wavering. It says, let us hold fast to the profession. And that word profession there is just simply confession of our faith. So that word confession, you also see in Romans 10. Romans 10. Let's go to Romans 10. Hallelujah. Romans 10 verse 8. It says, what saith thee? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth, that is the word of faith which we preach. And as says, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and thou shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And we said confession is to say things in agreement, that is to say something in agreement, that is your heart believes it and you say it in agreement. So I'll just do a recap of what we studied last week. We said our faith forms the border of our word. I mean, if you remember that, we said our faith marks the limit. Your words, sorry, not faith, your words, that is what you are saying, marks the limits or the possibilities of your life. And I said, your words are law over your life. And I said, the minute you said you can't, you couldn't. I said that last week. I said, the minute you said you can't, you couldn't. The minute you said, I will be a failure, that is, that is the very day you became a failure. The minute you said, my life is not going the right direction, that is the very day your life started going the wrong direction. The minute you said, I, I, I am going, I am... I'm just, uh, I'm just going to die in this sickness. You're going to have what you say because your word sets the mark. Your word sets the limits and the possibilities of your life. So the question or the big question to ask yourself is what are you saying? And we said, when we say it's confession here, that is confession is to believe in your heart and say with the mouth. So that is what you believe with your heart, you say with your mouth. And confession, you see Mark 11, verse 23, 
Mark 11 verse 23. Mark 11 verse 23. So the minute you said you can't, you couldn't. The minute you said things are going down the drain. Uh, you know, the minute you said today is a bad day, it became a bad day. The minute you said I'm having a bad day, well, you, you just started having the bad day. The minute you said, ah, uh, uh, everything is just difficult. You know, some people say, I am never lucky. I am never, uh, things do evil. Like, it takes a miracle for things to work out for me. That is when it started becoming difficult. Just the minute you said you can't, you couldn't. Hallelujah. Look at the Mark 11 verse 23. I'll start from verse 22. It says, Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. Uh, Have faith in God. It says, Verily I say unto you, Mark 11 verse 23, That whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be that removed, and be that cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things he saith shall come to pass. What did he say? He says, He shall have whatsoever he says. So that means you have what you say. So confession is to say something in agreement with what you believe in your heart. So the big question is, what do you believe in your heart? Do you believe you are a failure? Oh yeah, you say it. Then you say you are a failure. Then you become a failure. Do you believe that you are going to fail in school? Or you are going to be a, 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 a failed business person? Oh, yeah, you got what you say. Because the minute you said you couldn't, you just couldn't. <laughs> Hallelujah. So faith confession. And look at in Matthew 21 verse 21. I just, want, I just like that narrative. Matthew 21 verse 21. Uh, just, you, you're going to open a lot of scriptures. Um, just heads up. Because if you open scriptures here, I won't deceive you. I always say that all the time. I just like this, this Matthew's narrative. It's just the same narrative that we just saw now. In Mark, what I like, I kind of like this one. It says, Jesus answered and said unto them, Matthew 21, 21, Verily I say unto you, if ye have faith and doubt not, ye shall do this thing which have done to the fig tree, but ye shall say to this mountain, be that removed and be that cast to the sea. And he says, it shall be done. You know, Mark says, you shall have whatsoever you say. This was it, it shall be done. That is, whatsoever you say shall be done. Hallelujah. So faith, and let me tell you something about faith confession. Faith confession is different from positive confession. You know, there's some people that just believe, just be speaking positive things. Just be speaking positive things. Just don't speak, just be speaking positive things. You know, speak positive things about your nation. Speak positive things about this. Even when you are sick, they'll tell you, don't say you are sick. Say I am strong. Don't say you don't have money. Say the money, <laughs> the money is too much in my pocket. You know, so they will tell you, say faith confession, say positive tea. When you say you are sick, the, 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 the terminology, the Christian terminology for I'm sick is, why are you in the hospital? I'm strong. <laughs> Have you heard those things before? <laughs> so, you know, so speaking, faith confession is different from positive confession. Positive confession relies on human will, human desire, determination and it's and it it tends to lock and chance that's positive positive conversion that's why even a non-believer can say i will sell out an o2 stadium and he does <laughs> are you getting what i'm saying that's positive confession 
Are you getting those things are different? That's why we are studying this. But faith confession, Jesus says, you have the faith that God gives. Because don't forget, when you receive the life of Christ in Romans 8, verse Romans 10, verse 17, he says, You have received the word of faith. So that shows. If you listen to the series I thought some, I think last year, or yeah, that wow, that's true. That was last year. When interface chapel then. Oh. Faith of God. If you listen to faith of God, I explained to you, I said the believer is born of faith. So he doesn't need more faith. Hallelujah. So the very minute you receive the life of Christ, faith comes. So you are not trying to get more faith. Are you getting what I'm saying? You're not trying to get more faith the very, the very minute you receive the gospel because faith, it takes faith to act on God's word. Why are you in service this morning? Because you have believed the gospel and that's faith. Are you getting what I'm saying? So confession is to say with your mouth what you believe in your heart. That is why it says in Romans 10, it says, whosoever shall believe in his heart and confess in his mouth that Jesus is Lord, he says he shall be saved. So that's why it seems like you first believe that Jesus died and was buried and rose again for your sin. Then you say to your mind, you say, I'm born again. I'm a Christian. In fact, the fact that the fact that you are the fact that you can acknowledge that you are a Christian means you are saved. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm a Christian. I'm just a Christian. I'm a Christian. Are you getting what I'm saying? So now, that a Christian that is born again. No? Don't say, are you just a Christian? Are you a Christian? Yes, no. <laughs> uh, so you must understand. So you must know why some things work. One thing about learning the scriptures is that you must understand why you it's just like somebody asking you now, why did you come to church today? Why, what's the essence? Okay, when you were taking your bath. When you were preparing for service, if somebody asks you, why are you going to church? What would you say? If somebody asks you, why are you preaching the gospel? What would you say? If somebody asks you, why are you um, speaking faith confession or speaking positive words? Mm, no, let's, let's, let's differentiate the positive words. Using faith confessions over your life, why, what would you say? Why would you have understanding? Because you must understand why things work. Understanding is very key. That's why you see in Ephesians 1, with, with the, uh, Sister Favor led us in prayer about that this morning. Ephesians 1, where it says that the highest of our understanding is enlightened so that we'll know. So your mind needs to know why it works. If I begin to speak about my life, if I begin to speak about my finances, if I begin to speak about my academics, if I begin to speak about my job, if I begin to speak about my habits, if I begin to speak about my business, if I begin to speak about my head, I need to know why it works. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. If I start saying, oh, I'm prosperous, things are working out for me, how does it work? Why does it, why is it going to work? I don't know if you get what I'm saying. I don't know about you, but when I'm studying God's word, I'm, I'm more of, how and the why. When I'm looking at things, studying, I'm just like, I'm more curious to know, okay, why is this happening? How does this happen? Why is this? I'm, I'm very curious to know the process. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you need to understand why. Because the, it is a principle in God's word. You will have whatsoever you say. And that's the truth. I'll tell you, I'll tell you something. The reason why you are where you are today is as a result of what you have spoken or what you have not said. 
That's the truth. The reason why you are where you are today is as a result of what's spoken or what is not said. So because it's a principle, it's a law, you will have whatsoever you say. So your mind needs to understand that. So let's look at the parable of the sower. Look at it in Matthew 13. Matthew 13. Matthew 13, verse 18. It says, Here is the parable of the sower. It says, When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and casheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which received seed by the wayside. It says, But he that received the seed into the stony heart, that received seed into stony places, the same is he that heareth the word, and anon with joy that receive it. Let's move down to verse 20. Let's move down to verse 20. Let's move down to verse 22. It says, He also that received the seed in, among the thorns, he that heareth the word, and the cares of this word, the deceitfulness of the riches, the choke of the word, it becomes unfruitful. Then in verse 23, it says, But he that received seed in the good ground is he who heareth the word and understandeth it. It says, Which bring, which also beareth food and bear some hundredfold, sixtyfold, and some thirty. It says, But understandeth it. And I told you last week, I said, Only you would determine the ground at which you receive the word. Only you will determine it. I cannot determine it for you. As you are listening to me now this morning, only you will determine at which pace the word of God is going to sink into your heart. I can't determine it for you. It's, it's, your, it's your own doing. So that is why he says in verse 19, when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, what happens to him? Let's read on. In that verse 19, Matthew 13, verse 19, it says, When anyone heareth the kingdom, the word of the kingdom, and understandeth it not, what happens to him? Then cometh the wicked one, and what? Casheth it away, that which was sown in his heart. So that shows that your understanding is key. So that shows if you hear the word and you don't understand it, that's why some people, they keep going to church every Sunday, and nothing changes about their life. Because they sit down in service and they don't understand what is being taught. Imagine you get to a church service and everything you are hearing that Sunday is, you are a sinner, you are a sinner, you are a sinner. Ah, you need to rededicate your life to Christ. You are a sinner, you are a sinner. No, you are not a sinner. That is why you will keep living wrong. Because you are believing wrong. And you are also hearing wrong. You are not a sinner. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He says when you hear the word and you don't understand it, the enemy comes to steal it. So whatever you cannot understand is subject to the track of the enemy. That is why when you are studying a sermon, you pay close attention. That's why, thank God for our church, we try our best, I believe, to do a good study of God, so we take our time. That's why you see that most of our sermons are in series. 
just so that people understand it properly. Understanding is key. Why did you pray this morning? Why did you pray before service? Some people say, the, service, the prayer time is too long. No, it's not too long. It was so that your mind can be calm to understand what I'm saying now. Because this is the major aspect of the service. Studying the word. Teaching God's word. This is the major aspect of why you came to church this morning. So why did you pray? Why did you worship God this morning for this time? Are you getting what I'm saying? So when you get to church and say, what did you learn in church today? How faith confession works? I need to understand certain things. You need to be able to explain. Okay, if somebody asks you, why are you a Christian? You know, we have a sermon. You can listen to it. When is a man saved? How did it happen? Go lay your hands on it. How did it happen? We have one born again. Lay your hands on it. Because whatever you cannot understand is subject to the track of the enemy. So every time you don't understand something, doubt, unbelief will come. Doubt, unbelief will come. And you will just be tossed to and fro. That's why in James 1 verse 16, it says, Do not hear my beloved brethren, every good and perfect gift cometh from the Father of light, in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of thorning. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, if you don't understand something in Ephesians 4 verse 11, it says he gave some pastors, prophets, uh, evangelists, apostles, and teachers, he now says, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of ministry, that you be no more henceforth tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, every slight continent craftiness of men, he says, so that you are stable. What's the work of a pastor? To make you stable in God's word. What's my job for you? In service this morning that you understand God's word clearly so that when you pick up your Bibles to read it's clearer so that you understand that oh I I can appreciate the fact that I'm born again know that you come to church every Sunday and you are condemned I don't know if you know what I'm talking about some, some people go to church every Sunday and they are condemned they just feel unworthy they just feel fearful feel scared you know so one characteristic of a child is that he's tossed to and fro, and that's the child. The child wants to go to this place, the child wants to touch everything. But you need to understand because you're no more a child. So lack of understanding will help you, would make you subject to the tracks of the enemy. So the Bible says it, and that says it. You must have, you must have those mindset. It's just like what happened in Genesis 3. Satan is, and I always tell us, Satan is not as intelligent as he is. He's not as intelligent as he is. He borrows man's thoughts, man's opinion to do something. So that's why when he went to Eve, he says, as God really said, he was trying to pick an information. He borrows man's thoughts. Hey, so that is it. Oh, okay. <laughs> now it makes sense. So wrong thinking comes from wrong information. The reason you are thinking wrong is because you heard something wrong. And is a law. A wrong information will produce wrong believing. Let me say it again. Wrong thinking comes from a wrong information. So that means a man is a product of what he hears. So what are you hearing? So do you know that? This is why if you grow up, I'm sorry to say now, in maybe an abusive parent, you're going to have this PTSD, post-traumatic syndromes, and you're just going to be, just be feeling... Like somebody wants to, 
Maybe if you are in a close space with somebody, you just feel like somebody wants to beat you up. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. That's because of the kind of information or the kind of things you are fed on. Or let's say you are somebody that watches a lot of crime shows. <laughs> Imagine you are somebody that watches a lot of crime shows. Do you know that somewhere in your mind you just be a detective? When you just see somebody, you just start doing investigative journalism. You just be thinking, why is this person looking at me this way? Uh, I, I need to do some research. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I, think, I remember when I watched How to Get Away with Murder, my mind just, I just started thinking more. Like, hmm. So interestingly, my father when I became a jury. He brought up a jury. I don't know why it was that period. I was watching it. He just said um, they sent him something that he should come and be a jury of a case in the court. He now said, so he now told us, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. He now said, he now said this person killed somebody. He said, I'm trying to unravel the case. I said, don't worry, come. I said, I watched how to get away with murder. I said, this person killed somebody. And we are trying to, this was two years ago. He said, we are trying to figure out if he is an innocent person or something. I said, don't worry. What's the evidence? What's the, and I started using law terms. What's the, um, what's that they used to use? What's the alibi? <laughs> I said, I, I just started using all those things because your mind is filled with, <laughs> with those crime scenes, all of those things. I remember when, you, when, when, when I was much younger, I watched this movie, Year Force One. I don't know if you know that, that movie. Oh boy. And you just be shoot, you just, why do you think everybody just started doing ice, uh, ice and water? I don't know if you played that, those games, ice and water. One person is ice, you do ice, water, A, B, C. Ah, ah, sorry. So yeah, it's like I, we grew up in a different world. <laughs> when you put your leg together, you say A, B, C, D, E, F. You don't do it? Oh my God. So you don't say, you, your eyes, me and water. So you don't be chasing each other. Catch a, ah, okay, sorry, sorry. I think, <laughs> okay, let me see, let me see another one. Let me see if you did another one. Um, uh, uh, I can't, I can't, somebody help me now. I can't, I can't, I can't think of anyone now. Uh, Eh? No. <laughs> this is just tinko tinko. Is it that? No, no, no. Anyway, wrong information will produce wrong believing. Wrong information will produce wrong believing. So that shows if you if you if you listen to a wrong thing, you will just be believing wrong. That is life. If you watch a lot of crime shows, you will suddenly when you enter a mall. You just be suspecting everybody. I remember I started watching a whole lot of, because I travel a lot, so I started watching. So there was something I saw on Facebook, videos about how people smuggle cocaine and how they catch them. So anytime I travel, even till today, I'm trying to renew my mind now because I've stopped watching those things. I just be looking at everybody in the airport, hmm, suspect, because they don't really always know if the person is having cocaine, it's just the body language. So I noticed that if you are before an immigration officer, the, what they are reading with you is your body language. So I remember there was one time I traveled to Canada and I was coming back. And because I was in the haste, I think I needed to meet up with, a, with one of our Tuesday service. Because I was in the haste, 
So I was not patient. So they just noticed that my body language wasn't good. They said, go inside and pack there. Ah. So I noticed. So because of what I've watched, ah, I noticed I was the one that I was the one that actually had the problem. Because I was very in the years, the place I was supposed to stop on red, I, I passed it. So they, they told me to move back. So I knew, ah, I'm indeed in trouble. So they saw my document. My document was complete. I just showed them my, my passport. It was complete. So they just said, do you have anything in your car? I said, no. But because I was in the haze, I'm like... <laughs> and the queue, especially if you are going through the, the major bridge, if you are not going through um, Buffalo uh, or Niagara, Niagara one is quite easier, but the major one is quite very full. And I just noticed... So I, I didn't do anything. It was just because my body language was in haste. I needed to meet up with service. And from the bridge to this place is about... No, then we're still in the city room. It was about one hour plus. Ha! And I was ready. I, I was... So that's why they told me, step aside. They searched the entire car. Searched. They took up everything. Dusted everything. Ah! So when they said that there is nothing, there was no evidence. They said, you can't go. So I noticed that thing because... So anytime I'm before an immigration officer, I wear a body language of calmness. No matter anywhere they want to stamp my passport, I'll just be calm. I'll just be gisting with them. Because the very first thing they are trained to read is your body language. So anytime I'm in an airport now, I'm looking around. I'm looking around. Hmm, this person is acting. Why is this person too much in the east? What's inside this bag? <laughs> because of what I watched. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? Because of info. Are you getting what is information? Because so anytime anywhere I travel across the world, I remember I went to when I was in France earlier this year. When they wanted to scan my passport, they first looked at me. So me, I already understood, and you know, I'm very black. So I already understood that okay, this is. This is what they want to do. So I just started this. I was like, ah, how are you doing? Is everything good? So they just gave me my passport and they stamp it. Immediately, I just said, you can go. Because of the calmness. But there was now one guy, one man. We were both coming. We both missed the flight. We were supposed to enter. The man just started shouting all around. Why would they miss my flight? Why would they do this? Some officers just said, calm down. He said, no, I know my right. It's the airport that did this. He just said, follow us. Follow me. I just told the man, bye bye, I've gone. <laughs> I'm not about to. I quickly, when he started shouting like that, I just shifted. That. Because me, I didn't know what, they, what is about to happen. Because of the informations I already had. So I noticed that the only thing, they, the only, one of the things they are trained to do is just, why am I giving you this information? What's the, how does this lead to faith confession? Please, let's return back to the. Let's, let's return. I, what's, what's, this is, we are studying. We're having faith confession. Our faith confession. We're looking at immigration officer. <laughs> Please, let's come back home. So, wrong information will produce wrong believing. So, when you hear wrong, you will believe. <laughs> How did we get there? It's like we first backslidden and came back to. Eh? Okay, what you watched. Oh, what I watched. Ah. I was wondering, ah, how am I giving, why is it as if we are in CSI class or something? <laughs> Alright, so wrong information will produce wrong believing. So when you hear wrong, you always believe wrong. Just like Job's story. He believed for a long time that God was going to punish his children and he was just fearful. So he would wake up every morning, hey, it may be 
that this one might die today, so you quickly offer sacrifice. <laughs> and he will just, if you listen to the character of God, I think I explained it there. He said, It may be that this one, my daughter is about to fall sick today, so let me quickly offer sacrifice to her peace. So that's why he said, All that I have greatly feared has come upon me. Fear. Many of us are in that fear. Ah! How if they, maybe, maybe they, I remember. Um, there was there was this particular that people used to write. I, I forgot it. They say, ah, go and read. Though people used to fail, you know, you just be reading it and say, wow, people used to fail. All you just be reading is failure, failure. You read your book like this. All you just see is people used to fail. People used to fail. <laughs> so even as you enter the exam or you are writing the exam with, people always fail. But it's not true. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's not true. It's, it's because of the kind of information you are fed on. So whenever you are anticipating evil, you are in fear. And when you are anticipating the goodness of God, you are in faith. When you are anticipating evil, you are in fear. And whenever you are anticipating the goodness of God, you are in faith. Just like Job, he kept anticipating evil and it came upon him. Only that Job's own was just 18 months. But some people's, some people's problem has stayed 18 years today and saying they are, they are, they are, they are like Job. <laughs> because ignorance will produce wrong believing. Ignorance will produce wrong believing. In James 1, James 1, James 1, it says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God. James 1 verse 5. It says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and abraded not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, not in wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and is tossed. It says, Let not that man think he shall receive anything of the law. So, it is a law that you will have whatsoever you say it is. You must have an unwavering faith. Even as simple as sin is. Do you know that? It is not pride to say I can never fall. As simple as it is, you can never, it's, it's not pride to say I, I won't sin. I will never fall down. But some people anticipate backslide, backsliding. What do you say? Hmm, I will just backslide. <laughs> So we will prepare for it in their mind. So do you because the question is, do you anticipate evil? If you anticipate evil, you will have it. And that means you are in fear. And if you anticipate the goodness of God, it means you are in faith. Hallelujah. We looked at numbers 13, yes, last week. And let's let's continue from there this evening or this morning. Numbers 13. We saw in Hebrews 4 verse 2, it says, they couldn't enter, right? In Hebrews 4 verse 2, open it to Numbers 13 anyway. In Hebrews 4 verse 2, it says, For unto us the gospel was preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not be missed in faith that heard it. So when they heard the word, it wasn't mixed with faith that heard it. They heard the word, they didn't believe. Look at the Numbers. Numbers 13. Look at what happened in this Numbers situation. Now, 
this was, I, I need you to pay close attention to this because it will help our study this morning. Look at in Numbers 13, verse 2. It says, send down men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give to the children of Israel, of every tribe of their father, shall ye. And you know, it says, the Lord said to Moses, saying, so is the Lord that commanded these men to go and spy the land. So he says they should pick one one. So that's why you read from verse uh, 3. He says, And Moses gave the commandment of the Lord in the wilderness and all those men. So they now started listing those who went. Now, from verse 4 to verse 17, you saw, they started mentioning of verse 16, you saw the men that, that went to the place. But he says, though it was God who told them to go and spy the land. It was God who told them to go and look at something. You must not miss that narrative. But in 32, verse 32, look at what happened. It says they brought up an evil report. It says they brought up an evil report of the land, which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great sasho. In verse 33, they say, And there we, were, we saw the giant, the son of Anak, which come of the giant, and we were in our own eyes as grasshoppers in their sight. Imagine how will a woman be say, I'm grasshopper in the sight of somebody else. So it's just like Kevin Hart and The Rock. <laughs> you know the, the, that, that difference I think if you watch Jumanji the way Kevin I kept looking at the rock like this like <laughs> it amazed me so it's like they saw somebody like the rock and said we are like grasshoppers in their sight now look at something look at it in verse 17 and Moses sent them to spy the land. They, they went to spy land. It says, get you up this way, southward, and go into the mountain, and see the land, what it is. And the people that dwell therein, where they be strong. Look at it. Too. Moses was the one that asked, went to tell them to ask and say, check if they be strong or weak or few or many. So you see, Moses even gave them the description of what they should search. Okay. Then in verse 19, it says, and what the land is that they dwell in, whether it is good. You see, Moses gave them what they should come back with, the kind of report they should go. He says they should ask whether the land is good, they should check whether the land is good or bad, or what cities they be, there, whether they be tent or in strongholds. He says in verse 20, whether there be fat or lean, we would or dare and be of but be of good courage and bring the fruit of the land as the time of the first grapes. So Moses was actually the one to tell them. Go and check these things. Are you getting what I'm saying? So when they came back and said, they saw the children of Anak, they really saw it. It wasn't an exaggeration. Because Moses told them to go and look for these things. So the question will now be, but look at what they said in verse 32. Moses was the same person who told them to go and look for whether they be strong or weak, whether they be few or many, you know, whether the land is good or bad, then in verse 32, the scripture now says they brought up an evil report. So the big question would be, what is an evil report? What is an evil report? An evil report is not 
an evil report, it is not just about stating a fact. That's why people will say, don't say you are sick. Don't say you are sick. Say you are strong. We know. An evil report is a report that chooses the fact above the word. So it means that, look at, in, look at something very key. Look at Numbers 14, 11. I'll just, we're going to just ply through these numbers a bit. Look at Numbers 14, 11. It says, And the Lord said to Moses, How long will these people provoke me? How long will it be? How long will it be that they hear? Believe me, all the signs which are showed among them. Now the Lord told Moses, Ah, these guys have seen the signs I have done. I mean, imagine they've been coming from Exodus, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. Now they are in numbers. They've been coming from Exodus. They've seen signs. They've seen the manna. They've seen the Red Sea. They've seen how water came out from a rock. They've seen how they were led through the pillar of cloud and fire. They've seen so many things. They've seen how their shoe stayed for 40 years. The Bible says their shoe never grew long or short. Ah! You know, such a power of God. They've seen a whole lot. But look at something. What is an evil report? An evil report is that you fix yourself so much on that fact. So that shows it is true that you are sick. It is true that they said people fail that exam. It's true. Don't deny the fact. It's true that people don't get that job. It's true. Don't deny that fact. But look at something. In verse 35, look at something in verse 35. Or let's start from verse, look at something in verse 35, that number is 14, verse 35. He says, and I, the Lord, I will surely do unto all this evil congregation. The Lord called them evil congregation. He says, that are gathered in the wilderness against me, in the wilderness, that they shall be consumed and where and there they shall die. They are the ones that said, in verse 33, and your children shall wander in the wilderness 40 years and bear the wisdom until their carcasses, carcasses be wasted in the wilderness. So faith, look at something about faith, guys. I want you to pay close attention to me. Faith does not deny the fact. That you are in faith doesn't mean you should deny the fact. Now let me explain what fact means. Fact will mean, fact will mean, They said New York is very overpopulated. People don't make it in New York. That is a stated fact. But is that what you choose to believe? Are you getting what I'm saying? They said Rochester is the second poorest city. Abi, is it second or fourth poorest city in the whole of the United States? <laughs> What a, what a wow. Then I say, oh, wow. Don't go to Rochester because you might be poor. That might be a fact. But is that what you choose to believe? Are you getting what I'm saying? So, is it that they didn't see the strong men? They did. Are you, learning, are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? Because don't forget, the criteria that Moses told them to go and look for was those things they said. Moses told go and check if they be strong or weak. So at least they can know how to prepare. If the land be good or bad. 
So, to say I am sick is not an evil report because Trophimus, Paul says he left him sick. He did not say I left him strong. <laughs> in 2 Timothy 4.20, say Trophimus, I left him a little sick. He did not say I left him strong. Paul says to Timothy, take a little while for your stomach's sake. He did not say take a little while because your stomach is strengthened. <laughs> he did not deny the fact. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, go and do it. It's just like saying, we pray for you now to be healed. And we say, go and do a test. Or, you see, you know, some people believe that it is wrong to go to the doctor to do wrong medical checkup. Me, I do medical checkup. Because I want my body to last me. So I can know what is missing. So I can quickly deal with it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Some people believe that. It is to state a fact of a matter is not an evil report. To say, Pastor, they denied me application. No, I, <laughs> no. Maybe you fail an exam. You say, Pastor, I'm a success. Mm-mm. I failed the exam. <laughs> that, state that. <laughs> you know, if you fail an exam, you. People don't say they fail. They say the professor failed me. <laughs> but if I pass, if you pass, you say I passed. You don't say the professor passed me. <laughs> Are you see? So to to state the fact of a matter is not an evil report. That's why all the people that Jesus healed, Jesus called them sick. He did not say they are strong. All the strong people in the city come out. Are you getting what I'm saying? He says they laid them as sick and they called them sick. <laughs> he didn't call them strong or strengthened people. He didn't call the, they said two blind men. They did not say two sea men. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying now? Follow me carefully. We are going somewhere. So faith does not deny the facts. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it can be true that you have cancer in your body. Yes, you have cancer. You don't say, cancer, I don't have cancer. There are people that when they are talking, they say, don't say you have it. Don't say you have it. Don't say it. it can, it's true. We are coming. I, follow me carefully. Don't deny the facts. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> so what will be an evil report? Because don't forget, Jesus already told us, you will say to this mountain. So that shows there is a mountain. He did not say, you will say to the, to the beautiful things. <laughs> you will speak to the mountain. You will say, I don't have cancer. I don't have cancer. Uh-uh. You will speak to the cancer. Okay. So don't deny the mountain. If you are following me to this point, let me see your hands. Okay. So are you see the difference between all this positive confession now? Don't say you are sick. Say you are strong. Don't be saying you are strong. Don't say you don't have money. Say, ah, the money is plenty in my pocket. The Uruba will say, oh, it means the money is so much. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, so you will find out what the problem is because faith does not deny the fact. So what faith does is to acknowledge the fact of God's word as touching that issue is to acknowledge the fact of God's word as touching the facts that you see. 
So that shows that what the faith of God does is that, yes, I know that there is cancer in my body and I am going to be healed. Are you getting what I'm saying? Not that when the doctor say you have cancer, you just say, doctor, check it again. You can speak to him and say, in the name of Jesus, I will be healed. I reject the cancer in my body. Are you getting what I'm saying? Faith does not deny the facts. So, that shows you can be sick and say, I, I know I'm sick, but I believe my body is strengthened. I am healed. The power of God is working in my body, effective healing and the cure. Because if your body is okay, okay. If you keep saying my body is okay, so how will the power of God work with, that, with what is okay? Are you getting what I'm saying? You can, so that shows you are confused. You can say, instead of saying, I'm confused on this matter, you can say, yes, I'm confused, but I'm not confused. I receive direction. I can receive direction. So instead of saying, I'm just a sinner, instead of saying, I'm set free. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So faith does not deny the fact that you see. It doesn't. You are seeing a huge mountain, it doesn't deny the fact. So what will distinguish you is not what you are hearing now, but what you hear and act upon. Faith is not always at work because you heard this sermon. No. Now, what we distinguish two people in today's kind of teaching now is they heard what I'm saying now and they act upon what I'm saying. Don't forget we said understanding is key. So that shows you came to service this morning to receive understanding, not to waste your time. So God's word would work in spite and despite of the people. So now look at what Caleb did. Don't forget, in verse 28, let's look at something, verse 27, Numbers 13. Look at Numbers 13. It says, they told, them, they told him and said, we came to the land which you sent us. So now this is the report. And he flowed with milk and honey, but this is the fruit of it, because Moses told them to bring something. It says, nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. Don't forget, that's what Moses told them, to go and ask, to go and check. And the cities, they were, they are great. Moreover, we saw the children of Anak, the Amalekites, dwelled in the land, the, the south, the Ethertites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, that dwells in the mountains, the Canaanites, that dwells in the sea, and the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. So do you mean that Caleb did not see it? He did. But what did he say? He said, don't worry. We are well able to overcome this. He didn't say, it is easy. Mm -mm. He said, we are well able to overcome it. He says, we will possess it. He says, and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. So that shows they've seen the fact, but Joshua and Caleb decide to believe God's word in spite and despite. So that shows you are seeing the medical report like this and you are saying, no, I'm going to be healed. No, this sickness will not swallow me over. I'm going to triumph over this. So you are seeing, oh, they say people fail that class. 
People don't cross over. If you don't do everything, you just fail. You say, no, okay, that can be the fact, but I am going to be successful here. I'm going to be prosperous. They say, oh, people don't make it. No, you say, me, I'm going to make it here. Is that a fact? Oh, yeah. It's not as if you're oblivious to the fact, but you have just chosen to believe God's word in spite and despite. Does that make sense? You say, people don't have a job in that place. You say, no. Well, if that's the case, I believe God's word, and I know that everything is working together for my own good. I am never stranded. Are you getting what I'm saying? You have chosen to believe God's word above the situation. Let me see your hands if it makes sense to you. Okay. You have chosen to believe God's word. So they put, so what did they do? They put God's word on their lips. So faith distinguishes people. Tell your neighbor, say faith. faith. You're not sound like a mini. Faith, faith. faith distinguishes people. So, you will take God's word and practice it. That's what faith does. So, that means you will hear what I teach this morning now and practice it over your life. Oh, you don't have the money to buy the car now. Right? You want a car. You don't have the money. It's a fact. But you will choose to believe God's word and say, I believe and I, be- I, believe and I receive that my needs are met. My bills are paid. I believe and I receive and I call for a car to come for me. How about that? Is, are you choosing to say, you are looking at your back account, is, in fact, is even, you are even owing. It's negative 27. It's red. And you want to get a car. Are you getting what I'm saying? You will take God's word and practice it. That's what happened in Matthew 8, in the story of the centurion servant. He said, speak your word. He now says, for I am a man under authority. I say to one, go, and he goeth. I say to one, come, and he cometh. He now says, just speak your word. And Jesus said, I have not found such a great faith in Israel. The centurion did not deny the fact that the son was sick. He just said, just speak your word. Just by your word, this person will be healed. So what distinguished him? Faith. So many people, but you know, a lot of people say, a lot of people just do, because pastor shared that testimony, because the, I heard the testimony of that person, I want to go and copy it. So people do photocopy paint. We'll study those things. Photocopy paint. If because you work for this person, you need to go to work for me. I know. But you must understand. Even the Cypherician woman in Matthew 14, she, 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 she went far. They demonstrated by their faith by speaking. The woman with the issue of love, Matthew 5. She said, for if I, the Bible says, for she said, if I but touch the hem of his garment, I will be made do. So she kept saying it. She didn't deny the fact that she was sick. The Bible already told us that she has suffered many things of the physicians for 12 years. She said, but if I touch this part, if I just touch his garment, I will be made whole. So faith means you are speaking God's word. So faith confession is to say with your mouth what you believe with your heart. So that shows, do you believe? Now look at what happens. Look at what happened with the numbers people. They believed that these children of Anak will overswallow them. Or will overshadow them. That's why they said they are, they are like grasshoppers in their sight. So they saw it and said, this is what we believe. And they now said it. You see, that's an evil report. But did Joshua and Caleb see the same thing? Yes. But what did they say? We will overcome this. Is it making sense to you guys? What did they say? They said, we will overcome this. 
So, did they see God's facts? Did they see the fact? Oh, yes. They saw it. So, what did, what did the children of Israel see? They saw that they went to the land. They spied it, right? They saw that the children of Anak were strong. Who are the children of Anak? I've explained it to us in New Testament. Over there. If you listen to it in track 2. Children are giants. All of those things. Now, what did they see? I'll just give you a description of like a demigods. Like they saw like an incredible walk. I say, hey! <laughs> we are like grasshoppers in their sight. Did Joshua and Caleb see that same thing? Oh yes, they did. But what was their response to it? We will overcome it. So, it's a matter of what do you believe? Do you believe the report of you have cancer? People fail in that place. People never make it in that place. Is that a fact? Oh, it can be. But is that what you have chosen to believe? Are you seeing it? So you will now speak with your word. You will now speak with your mouth. Have you seen what how to do? You see that this thing is not about positive confession now. You just be saying I'm strong. Just be speaking. Mm -mm. Are, are you seeing the difference? Oh, guys, now. Yes, sir. <laughs> are you seeing the difference? It's not about just say I'm strong. Just say I'm this. Mm -mm. It's about what do you believe about it? So let's say I am looking at a medical condition like this. You know, when I was teaching you in summer early campaign about healing, I, I asked you a question. I said, when you stand before a sick, what do you believe? What do you see? Do you see the sick getting healed? If I stand before somebody on the wheelchair now, what is on my mind is how he's going to start running. That's what is on my mind. So I'm going to pray with him with the expectation that he's going to stand up from that place. You know, we dealt with it and we, told, we said we have a lot of Renewing the mind to do on those aspects, on feeding ourselves with faith to see the possibilities of how the power of God work. We now said something. We said, if, let's say you, you are standing before somebody on the wheelchair now, which all of you should do, because I believe all of you should be praying for the sick. When you want to pray for that person and you say, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, you know, some people pray in disbelief. So, you will not stand up. Because they don't, they don't imagine it. But imagine all you are always on your mind is in the name of Jesus, you stand up. You even be the one to say, that's what happened in Act 3. He says, and Peter, how am I teaching you healing? Maybe you just need to learn it again. In Act 3, he says, Peter and John, he says, they say, Siva and God, I have none. Such as I have. He says, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. They now prayed for him. What did they do? Because they know that they prayed. The Bible says they lifted him up. So if they didn't lift him up, the guy would still be sitting. So the Bible says they lifted him up and he began to leap. So it was in that, they are, that's actually what we call faith, action. Because I prayed. So now take action because I prayed. That's why we use statements like, do what you couldn't do before. When we pray for the sick. Because we expected that we are prayed. You can now do what you couldn't do. I don't know if you are getting this. So that shows that I can pray for somebody who has cancer now. I'm not teaching about healing anyway. And because I prayed, I can say, go and check it. Go and do a medical text. 
you are doing medical tests. Let me tell you, the person can still be feeling the pain, no? but it can be until he gets to that hospital and do the medical test that the pain can leave because he acted on God's word. I've seen scenarios where I pray for people that when I say, in the name of Jesus, be you, the person was not you. Until I say, now check your bodies. Do what you could do. It is the very minute that I say, check your bodies. Do it. See, the fact that the person believe what I said, or check your body, do what you could do. In fact, the person can even check his body. That's when the, the sickness can now leave. How many of you, you've seen things like that happen before? It can be just being that, check your leg, move it now. The person's leg will just be moving straight. Even in the prayer, the person might still be sitting down on the wheelchair, can still be sitting down or still be crippled. But the very minute you say, do what you couldn't do before. The fact that the person decided to act on it and believe that he could now do what he couldn't do before, that's faith. I'm not sure if I get to what I'm saying. So it's very easy to walk the power of God if only you know the laws of faith. What do you see? So did they see the reports? Oh, yes, they did. But they allowed the report, what? Overswallow them. Or how do they say? How do they say? Overshadow them. So faith does not deny the fact. That's why the woman with the issue of blood kept saying, if I but touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. She does not say, I'm already sick. She does not she does say, I'm already healed. I'm already healed. I'm already <laughs> she says, I will be made whole. That means I will be healed of my plague. And the Bible says, immediately she touched the hem of the garment, the fount of her blood ceased. Hallelujah. So her confession brought healing and earth. So you can simply say, my words bring healing and health to my body. I speak, you know, now that you are not sick, how about speaking, I reject sickness over my life. It's not fear. I won't have a need to go to the hospital. I will never be hospitalized. My body's function effectively. All my organs, everything is working properly. You know, how about that for your life? Because you have to deal with fear to believe. That's why it says in Philippians 4 verse 6, it says, be anxious for nothing. It now says, but what? But in all things, in prayer and supplication, let your request be made known to God. You can listen to a sermon with de dealing with anxiety to bless you. Now, it says, that's why you have to deal with fear. So that shows that when you see a report and you are scared, hey, 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 deal with fear. They start speaking God's word. So when you pray with anxiety, you can't have results. Because anxiety and fear anticipate evil. Anxiety and fear anticipate evil. But faith anticipates the goodness of God. So I always expect the power of God to work on my behalf. What about you? I don't know about you, but I always expect the power of God to work on my behalf. I always expect good things to come my way. I always expect that I'm not stranded. I always expect that my finances, everything are working well. I always expect, you know, you expect good things. Choose to expect the goodness of God. Mark 9 verse 23. Mark 9 verse 23. How many of you are understanding me this morning? Mark 9 verse 23. Mark 9, verse 23, it says, Jesus said, If thou can believe, all things are what? Possible to him that believe. So he says it's a law. 
It is a law. I must speak faith-filled words over my life. He says, all things are possible to him that believe. I mustn't deny the facts. We said that. I mustn't deny, I need a car. Imagine you can say, I need a car. And God supplies my needs. I am not denying the facts. But God takes care of my needs. How about that? I need a, I need a job. God takes care of my needs. God will supply it. Are you getting what I'm saying? You don't deny the fact because God is able to supply. Somebody say, where do you stay? You say, hmm, in the secret place of the most time. <laughs> Maybe you don't have a house, so, and somebody asks you, where do you stay? In the secret place of the most time. You don't know if you are even talking to somebody that will help you. <laughs> just say, well, uh, I just trust God. I'm still looking for a house, but I believe and I receive that, you know, that the house comes, you know? You are not denying the facts. Just like, do you have money? No, but I believe God. So we say, do you have money? Yes! And it's negative that they have. Yes, I do. I have abundance of resources. This is a, mm, okay. Uh, no. Because I don't want us to, why am I explaining this? I don't want us to slip into just say, positive people, we, we must understand how this faith confession works. No, I don't. But I believe God for more. I've even prayed for it. And I expect to receive more soon. Simple. <laughs> no, do you have Yes. It's plenty. Ah! It, ah! I can even buy you. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? So, you choose to upheld up, uh, the greater fact of God's word. So, what happened in that numbers narrative? So, murmuring is a sin. I've taught us in this church, don't murmur. Don't complain. Don't be a grumbler. Don't be somebody that just go, uh, God, God is this, God did that. Uh, uh, why God? The very minute you start saying things like that, you are cutting yourself short. Because, let me tell you something. If you can just think back to just the goodness of God and how far God has come through. Look at these guys. They, went, they passed from Egypt. They came, to, they came to the wilderness. They saw in their very high how the Red Sea splitted and they don't believe that God at this point would take care of the children of Anak. They hid in the wilderness for 40 years and they don't believe. They said they were going to die, and they died. They didn't enter the promised land. They didn't. Because they said they would die. So doubt, fear, unbelief are rendered powerless via faith-filled words. I'll say it again. Doubt, fear, unbelief are rendered powerless via faith-filled words. So it doesn't hurt you to believe God. It doesn't. Where do you want to, I'll, I'll ask you this question. Where do you want to be this time next year? Well, wherever you want to be, you start setting the law in motion. What law in motion? What do you believe that will happen to you this time next year? Start speaking God's word. Because you are calling things forth as though they were. Because he says you shall have whatsoever you say. So when you confess your inabilities and weakness above God's word, that's what you keep having. If you keep saying, I'm struggling, I'm struggling with this sin. It's not as if you are not struggling. 
but you would rather choose, right, to uphold, to uphold God's greater facts. Some people say, I'm just addicted to this. I know you are addicted to it. Why not say I'm set free? Why not say God's word is working on my behalf? How you get to what I'm saying? You say, I'm just addicted. It's a problem. Oh, I'm struggling with this addiction. I'm just struggling. That's why you are being, that's, that is exactly why you've been struggling. I know you, you know already that you are struggling with it. So why not say, well, I'm set free from this. I'm set free from this. I'm stronger by the day. I'm stronger. The power of God is working with me. He says, who that the son has set free, set free indeed. He says, sin shall no longer have dominion over me. He says, because I'm no longer under the law, I'm under grace. You speak God's word. He says, look, in Romans 6, he says, sin shall no longer have dominion over you. Why? Because you are born again. So you tell yourself, addiction, you don't have dominion over me. I am stronger than you. You are not, it's this, it's this, every time you just say, hmm, my problem, pastor, I'm just struggling. I'm just struggling. We know. What are you doing about it? You're just addicted to this thing. You're just addicted. Mm -mm, we know. But why not speak God's word? Take God's word at his word. Some people keep saying, now let me say this. Some people say, especially because of social media, men are scam. Do you know what? Hmm. As you have spoken it, eh, you don't say, men are scam. Women, hmm, you cannot trust women. Let me tell you what will happen. Sac let me tell you the problem with those words and with those negative words. That's why you don't join. See, Philosophies, let, this is outside my, my teaching note, but I'll tell you this. Philosophies believes and strange thoughts are backed up by spirits. Many are times demonic spirits. That's why even with your use of social media, you must be very careful. Very careful. It's just to project. That's why I, I keep telling you in this church, look at Netflix movies from 2013 till today, it has all been about the transgender world. It was deliberate. They pushed it to us to accept it. That's why in earlier of 2013, you watch those movies, you say, ew. Now if you watch it, it's a norm. You see a boy and a boy together, again, you say, it's a norm. You don't even skip it again. Before you say, what's this? They already push it to you. That's spirits. They, it's, those things have agenda. So let me tell you the import of those things. When you keep saying, men are scam, hmm, trust no man, trust no woman, and you know you are going to marry someday. Do you know the import of those negative statements? Hmm. As you keep speaking those things, eh, circumstances will arrange itself for you that you will not meet the person you have said about. You will not meet the scam. You will not meet the woman you can't trust. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, that's, then you will not marry, you will not be saying, I said it. Women never changes. It's, they are all the same. Men are always the same. You say, all men are cheats. And you know you want to get married. The more you keep saying, all men are cheats, let me tell you the Do you know the problem? Circumstances will just be arranging itself. You just keep going in life. Keep going in life till you meet the cheat, fall in love with the cheat, marry the cheat. Then when the person at you, you say, wow, I said it. Men are cheats. I'm not joking. These things are, these things are proven. The what you say with your words it's a law. You will have what you say. It's a law. It says you shall have whatsoever you say. Let me tell you. That's why I keep saying this. If they, that's why you see motivational speakers will even tell you. Motivational speakers that don't even believe the Bible will even tell you. Just be speaking. Just speak things about yourself. Speak good things about yourself. Because let me tell you. Eh, 
the death and life is in the power of the tongue. You call things, see, it says, it says he brought forth the animals to Adam. And whatsoever he named it, so it is. So the function of man is to call things forth. Adam was not the one that gave things lion. No, no, he's not. He's just showing us the description of who man is. That is, whatever I say this it should be, it should be. That means that man has so much authority. Go and listen to a fresh start. You understand that man has so much authority with his words. You can say men are scam. Women are cheat. All women are devilish. Well, you will marry one devil one day. He <laughs> is a man has come. Trust no man. And you know, that's the agenda that social media is promoting. Then you'll not be seeing marriages are divorcing all the time. Because they said things like that. You say, everybody's just divorcing. We can't even love again. I don't believe in love. Okay? And you know you want to get married someday. Just, you keep seeing marriages, divorces. Because some people will, be, some people will even be joking. When are we going to divorce? the world we live in. Because as you have spoken it, circumstances will arrange itself for you. You have been going in your journey in life. Just meet somebody on social media. Aye, you'll fall in love. The person is a scam. The person is a cheat. They break your heart. You say, wow. Men are scam, really. Then you keep saying it again. As you say, women, they are just cheats. They are crooks. When a woman is just doing like, they are just crooks. Mm. That's how you just orchestrate your life to meet a, the real crook. <laughs> you know what I'm doing for you in this service? I'm changing your mind. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm changing your mind. It doesn't hurt to speak faith-filled words. No, it doesn't. So keep the switch of faith turned on. You know, I told you, number one thing, how does faith confession work last week, right? I said because, I said because your words set the limits, right? And the possibilities of your life. And I said your words are low over your life. Number two, it keeps the answers, your answers before you. As I begin to close, number two thing that faith words do or how faith confession works, it keeps your answers before you. What if I pray and I don't see the result? Keep speaking the word. Keep the, it keeps the answers before you because First John 5, 14 verse 15 says, this is the confidence that we have in him. It says that if we ask anything in his name, he hears us. It says it's a confidence. So many people pray, but they don't know how to speak God's word. He said, but I've prayed, I've prayed, it's not working. The fact that you said it's not working, that's why it's not working. <laughs> so the law of faith demands that when we pray, we have received. James 5, James 1 verse 5, it says, not, it says, a double-minded man cannot have anything of the Lord. It says, let not that man think he will receive anything of the Lord. It says, for he's unstable in all his ways. So can you start in faith and end up in doubt? Why not? Galatians 3, he says, so you start in the spirit, you end up in the flesh. Some people start in, in faith. They just believe. Oh, they'll go and pray about the Lord, I believe. And after, they'll just be saying, men are scam. They are praying for husband, though. Pray for men are scam. Women are cheats. Ah. <laughs> it's a law. 
it keeps so number two things of how faith confession work is that it keeps the answers your answers before you as you are prayed you use your words it is going to be so wrong let me teach you how to pray when you are done praying that very minute you prayed you already received the answer so what do you say i believe and i receive is done already so even if somebody asks you about that thing you prayed about say well i prayed about it and i know i've gotten my answer I believe and I receive it. How do you get to what I say? That's why you say you prayed about money. Somebody asks you, say, do you have money? You say no. Yeah, it's not as if you are denying the fact. You just say, well, I prayed about it and I believe and I receive that money is coming my way. Because you already, what, it says this is the confidence. 1 John, John 5 verse 14. Let's go there. So I want you to see it yourself. 1 John 5 verse 14. I believe you are blessed this morning. You are understanding this. Alright. 1 John 5 verse 14. So they say you can they say you will fail an exam. Is that true for you? Is that a fact? Maybe they say people fail. Can that be a fact? But is that what you have chosen to believe? Oh, so do you see it? Uh-huh. So are you understanding this faith thing well now? Look at 1 John 5, verse 14. It says, and this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, what happens? He heareth us. And look at what it says in verse 15. And we know that he hears us whatever we ask. And we know that we have the positions we desire. We have it. So when we pray, we have it. So when we, when we are done praying, we now use our words. So our faith conversion works is that it keeps our, the answers of our prayer before us. I have prayed about this. The power of God is working. I believe and I receive things are working my way. I believe and I receive that that, that thing that looks difficult. It's already becoming easy. I believe and I receive increase. You know, I believe and I receive. You know, those things, you should stay in faith. Be consistent in your answer. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because that's why I remember there's a story one time. There's a woman, she was having cancer. She said, God gave her, they wanted to pray for her. They said, "Ah, why do you have cancer? She said, God gave me cancer to humble me. Then the pastor said, well, Take more cancer so that you can be more humble. Why would you think God will give you cancer? Because it is, it is actually wrong. Why would you think God will give you cancer to humble you or to teach you a lesson? Some people believe that sickness, the sickness that comes on their life is God trying to teach them something. So you mean God can't teach you something with good health? So believe that once their heart shifts like this, it means God wants them to pay attention to the leading of the Spirit. <laughs> no. God is not an evil God. He's not going to teach you a lesson with sickness or with the failure of your exam. See, because the reason I failed that exam, because God just wanted to teach me how to be humble. Then keep failing. Stop saying some stupid things. See, the reason why I did not progress is because God wants to show me that. Ah! He wants to show me pepe. But then take more pepe. So you can cry more. I even put on yours there. <laughs> How do you get to what I'm saying? Be consistent. So I have to be persistent in my answers. Hallelujah. Play for me, I close. So God has supplied all his needs. God has supplied all his needs in the name of Jesus. Because we believe and we receive it. So how does faith work? It keeps the answers before us. So you have believed God in that circumstances. Why do you think? He will not do it again. How many of you have seen God come true for you? 
in tough times before. Let me see your hands. Oh yes, everybody has. Everybody has. So that shows when you go through situations, you remember if he has done it before, he can do it again. Hallelujah. That was what the children of Israel failed to see. They kept mumbling. They forgot that God has done it before. Ah, the land he has promised them since their, fa- their forefathers Abraham why would you think that he would take you to the land and kill you there and you do, do you know what they kept saying they said we would die in this wilderness we would die there and they eventually died because they were murmuring they were complaining instead of speaking faithful words who were the two that entered Joshua and Caleb why because of their words they said we are well able to possess and overcome it and did they overcome it oh yeah go and read the book of Joshua and Judges they did they did so set the law in motion haven't prayed what do you do you keep the answers before you right and you keep speaking so you keep the answers before you always so would there be contrary circumstances like I told us last week oh yes but what do we do we keep the switch of faith turned on all the time all the time hallelujah so we don't complain right we don't grumble we are not men of the world who joins people in social media to be posting evil memes memes mm, yeah I mean I'm not saying it's wrong to post memes but <laughs> know the difference some are speaking to you say <laughs> when you see that one is attacking you just say I attack you back <laughs> <laughs> I remember I watched one movie, one person, I watched one video, the person said, You are sick. I just responded sharply. I'm not sick. <laughs> it, it looks like how it looks like, but I just felt like it was an attack. I don't know about you, but me, I just I just responded immediately. I can't tell you it's cancel, cancel. You give me your I give you my own. <laughs> Hallelujah. So he keeps the answer before you. So, how does faith confession? What we said, understanding is key, right? And it's key for us to understand why it works, right? Are we blessed? Let's be on our feet and let's thank the name of the Lord this morning. I wonder if you want to speak something about your week. Let's just do it this morning. Let's set the Lord. Let's first pray about our week. How about we pray? What somebody says with you? Let's just agree in prayers concerning our week. Let's just agree in prayers concerning our week. Let's just pray. You know, speaking the what you understand about your week, what you want your week to go and pray about it. You know, pray. And this week is fruitful. This week is blessed. This week you have wisdom. You are reaching more lives, blessing more people, raising more disciples, changing lives. Your business is prospering. Your academics is reaching the greater high. You have wisdom. You are intelligent. They've said you are not intelligent. I told you this morning you are intelligent. You have God's wisdom in your heart. You have wisdom. Strength is made available for every weakness. Strength is made available for every weakness. Strength is made available for every weakness. 
bless you, Lord. Be sure you just thank Him this morning.